Age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Mark Twain. Hey, what's going on, Coach? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner Podcast, and I am waving my hands around like crazy because I'm really, really excited to bring you Lauren Tickner. Now, why I'm so excited to have Lauren Tickner on the podcast is for really a multiple uh, reasons. One of the biggest being she's accomplished more at the age of 22 than most have in their entire lifetimes. Now, some people will hear that and get envious. Some people will even want to attack her and say that it's because of this or this or that or she knew this person she knew. A, none of that is true. B, it's always the work ethic behind it and a strategy. And C, and this is the real point of my story here, is I have 20-year-olds who come to me saying, well, I don't have enough experience. No one will take me seriously. It's not the right time to start. Then I'll have 30-year-olds who say, well, I just bought a house. I just have a mortgage. It's not the right time to start. Then I'll have 40-year-olds who just had their second kid who say, it is not the right time to start because I just had a second kid. And 50- and 60-year-olds will tell me that, well, it's too late now. I'll just settle with what I have. And what I really want to let you know is that it's never too late and it's never too early. It's just now. And if you have a burning desire and this thing inside you to start something, to build a coaching business, to take it online, to take your future in your hands and create the freedom that you crave, I truly hope this episode serves as some motivation, some inspiration, some value, and more than anything, some proof. So Lauren Tickner is a 22-year-old university dropout turned entrepreneur, personal brand, and business mentor. She's the creator of a top 10 podcast, Impact School, which is also the name of her business. And we really connected on the word freedom. And although we may have two different definitions for what freedom means, there's no right or wrong. Uh, I agree with both, but I just, there's so much to learn in this episode. So what I, what I really urge you to do is take some notes Take this seriously. Don't let this just be another episode podcast you listen to and you get inspired for a minute and then you do nothing with. If you're listening to this right now, most likely you're not one of those people. You're going to take action. You're going to make it happen and you're driven to do it. Just follow through with those actions. Again, all these episodes are free. If you do enjoy them, all I ask is that you give it a like and a share. Let's help more coaches build that freedom, build the practice, and really change the world one client at a time. Enjoy the episode and we'll chat soon. What is going on? Welcome to the Coach's Corner, a podcast dedicated to helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. I'm your host, Lucas Rubix, the Coach's Coach, and I am 100% committed to helping you build the coaching business of your dreams. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Lucas from the Coach's Corner Podcast, and we got someone super special. I'm so excited to bring her on because if you're looking to build a following, and not just a following, but a targeted following, build your brand and learn from someone who's actually done it at 22, right, Lauren? Mm-hmm, Which is right. like what is blowing my mind. I'm just like, what you've accomplished as a university dropout and what you've done in just a few years is absolutely amazing. We got Lauren Tickner on the show today. How you doing, Lauren? Yeah, Lucas, I'm awesome. Thank you for having me on. And it's been it's been a journey, you know. I mean, I am 22, yes, but I've been doing this for f- over five years now. So I'm excited to just dive in, share some knowledge with your people, and hopefully provide them with a lot of value. 
100%. So just to give some context for everyone listening, what I really we're going to go in deep, and I'm going to be asking you some difficult questions. If you're cool with that, because I do like to go deep. Absolutely. That's the context yeah. of the whole thing is really Instagram, and I know it's not just Instagram, but I mm. think it's just in general building a following that's, I would say, where's the most attention right now? Where do you put most of your attention when it comes to social media right now? Yeah, yeah. Instagram, but 100%. I mean, I think it's like if you successfully build your brand on Instagram, then your people are going to move to the podcast. If you build, create a podcast or they'll go to YouTube or they'll join your Facebook group, your email list. So it's more than just like an Instagram following. It's about building an engaged and targeted audience. And so that's what we're going to help your people do today. 100%. So awesome. And then every time I bring up branding, people think it's all about the colors and it's all about the visuals. It's all about getting photos. <laughs> and although, I mean, I agree with that, I guarantee that we'll be going and deeper on what's the mission what's the values what do you stand for what's behind the brand where they feel a connection with so I'm really excited to get into that because I feel like most people are missing the boat on it that there's no congruency there's no flow there's no deeper meaning than hey I'm on a beach you know chilling mm, yeah um, yeah and like people focus on building a logo and they spend a ton of money getting a website built and 100%. all these different things and i'm not gonna lie like i didn't even have a logo i mean i don't even have a logo for my personal brand i have 100%. a logo for my i have a logo for like my podcast and all that but i i could live without it it's not what matters what matters is the story and what matters is your messaging 100%. and your connection with your people so 100%. and you that. you nail that because as i was snooping you just to get ready for this i'm looking through a lot of your content Content and every piece. I know you like long form. Most of the stuff mm. you produce is long form, but it's just got yes. it's got a it's got a it's got a meaning and a story. And it, you just get to very quickly after reading through three or four posts. I'm like, I have a pretty good idea of who Lauren is, what she stands for, and her mission in the world. And you do a really good job of that. Awesome. So I'm excited to bring you on for that. Now I'm going to be diving into. I got like four or five things we're going to dive into, but before we do that, could you just share, just so people know what you're doing right now is, where are you right now? What are you helping people with? What, what are you doing right now? Yeah. So what am I doing right now? Well, a bit of context. I started out in the fitness industry. That's how I built my audience initially. So I do have one business which centers around helping other people who are perhaps personal trainers right now. I help them build their online fitness coaching business, but that's like one side of my business. And Honestly, that's pretty much all become automated. I have team members on that. I have people who are success managers who help the coaches on doing the calls and everything. So I built all the content and I built the vision, the direction. And I guess like it's more of me being like this, the visionary of that business. So I'm not hands-on with that business anymore. It's like something I love and I'm so happy that I have. But my actual real focus is I guess the other side of things, which is helping people build a personal brand-based online business. So when it is an online business, it's it's not just like a, a product business or like, um, you know, drop shipping or something. I honestly, that's not my area of genius at all. So if that's what you need help with, I'm not the girl for you. But if you're someone who, you know, is, I'm, I guess I'm doing something pretty similar to you, you know, 100%. I think that's what's cool about, and that's why I like listening to your podcast because I love being able to collaborate and learn from people who are obviously great at what they do, like what you are. So I'm helping, I guess, coaches, creators, influencers, consultants, 
build a personal brand based online business and really create an offer that is scalable, leverageable, and that allows them to create freedom for themselves while making a big impact within their specific and targeted niche. I, I love so it. So that's what I'm all about. And we got a lot yeah, to talk about then. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. The, and it's super fun and I love it. The one thing that I, that really stood out is when I kind of asked, what is it you're doing outside of the show when you emailed it over? the one big word that came up was freedom. And that, I had a podcast with Evan Carmichael where we were talking about the one word and I took it really seriously and I developed that one word which was freedom. Mm. And to me, that was the whole reason for an online business and the whole reason for helping other people do it. And I feel like we probably share some commonalities when it comes to the word freedom. I do just have one thing to say on that. Like, I do find... So, I... Yeah, I literally just made a post about this. Like, uh, saying how the reason why I started online fitness... I genuinely... I made this post three hours ago. Cool. I said, like, how uh, the the reason I started online fitness coaching was because I wanted that freedom. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I just find it funny because as entrepreneurs, we always talk about how we want freedom, but we're probably the least free out of anybody in the world. Like, we genuinely have the least freedom. Because here's the thing, right? Like you are so passionate about your business that you're like attached to it that even if you're quote unquote free because you're traveling the world and you have all this freedom and time and location independence to do that. But then when you get to like, I know, let's say you're in Bali, then you're like, oh my God, I just want to work on my business. 100%. I have these so funny. And so we're literally like the least free, but we're the, the most free at the same time. It's so, so funny. It's, it's just quite a paradox, but that. that's what I love about it. I and think... If it, yeah. I think it's just a definition of freedom. I think a lot of people who aren't entrepreneurs are like, oh, I want freedom as in I want to win the lottery and just sit on a beach. And that is their definition of freedom. To me, that would be a definition of like a depressed Hell. life. I'd be like, what? I don't, yeah. don't I don't even want $10 million. I'd like to earn it doing something I love every single day yeah. as an exchange of value. 100%. Exactly. Uh, leave, I'm fully with you. Yeah. Leave for Mexico on Monday for a month. And... You know, people are like, oh my God, that's so free. That's what I I'm just like, i excited to land and, and work. Like some people don't understand that. I'm sure you do. And everyone listening to this, I'm sure understands that is I'm excited to yeah, touch yeah. down, check internet connection, log in, see what people are doing, start drafting some stuff, working with students, clients. It excites me. So it's a definition of freedom. Doing something you love every single day. Boom. Exactly. Nailed it. I couldn't you, agree more. You had a post on that as well. As I was, I was snooping you was, um, Someone was asking, or you did it in a post of, or you had a Q&A or something, and someone asked, do you love what you do? And you're like, I don't do anything I don't love, so I love everything I do every single day. Yeah. So yeah, and for sure. I mean, here's the thing. Like, there are going to be things that you have to do and that you don't actually want to do, but you're doing it for your greater mission. And I think that it's so important to, you have to have, like, an idea about where you want to get to. Because for sure, there are going to be things, like, I hate managing people I I despise it but here's the thing right like I can't impact as many lives as I want to if I don't have team members and so even if I hire someone to manage my team for me I'm still going to have to manage the person who manages my people and so that's one thing that I don't enjoy that I'm going to have to do but the reason I do it is because it allows me to do more of what I love to do so I love that that. I love that one thing that this is one of the first questions I have before we get into the business business I want to deal with some of the personal stuff because it fascinates me yeah. is literally at 22 years old like I was running from police on dirt bikes and like on motorcycles and like housing <laughs> a ruckus no idea what I'm doing and just com- everywhere I went I just created complete hell and chaos and that was my life until I was 24 and then I see this driven 22 year old 
who is, you know, I, I believe you wanted to get into the banking industry and you were working up the corporate ladder or you were in university for that. And he said, no, where's this drive come from and how do you, and you're going to laugh when I say have it quote unquote figured out because I don't think any of us do, but Nobody how do you have it so dialed in? What drives you? What's, what's the reason behind that? And I, I know we're probably going to get a little bit personal from some of your past and that may be some of fuel and motivation for it, but let's dive into that nitty gritty stuff of, of what's making you tick behind the laptop there. Yeah. I love the, the, uh, the play on word that tick, tick now, you know, um, basically what, what drives me like, okay. So there's a few different things. I mean, firstly, I'm very, very driven by freedom and I'm very driven by, well, I've always been very headstrong and I've always known what I wanted. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I have to do in order to get that. And so I can dive into this in a little bit, but I guess like the overarching reason for all of this is my brother's disabled, right? So I've grown up with a disabled brother, my entire life he's two years younger than me he has epilepsy autism and various other learning difficulties so his mental age is about two years old and so my whole entire life I've seen him be well as unfree as you can possibly get right because he I mean some people when I say oh disabled like they get mad when I say that he's disabled but it's just a fact of the matter like he is and so that's how it is and so I've seen him not be able to make the most of his life I've seen him not be able to walk he can't eat he has a tube which feeds him he has seizures all the time like he is in a wheelchair like he he is fully disabled right and so um, obviously I've seen that and I know that well because he hasn't been able to live this life and go out and achieve the things that he wants to achieve I know that I need to listen I in my in my mind I'm just like I want to make the most of his life for him and I know that sounds super super deep but it's just my way of thinking Great. it drives me I want to be able to make sure that I make the most of my life because I've seen someone who can't make the most of theirs and I think it's so easy as we go through our life every single day to wake up and just take advantage of everything that we have like I even do that like I fully sure. I'm I don't I'm not as grateful for my life as I possibly could be but I'm sure as hell a lot more grateful than a lot of people are because I've grown up with this and I've seen how it's affected my parents and I've seen how it affected my own personal childhood like we didn't do normal kid things because we couldn't I I didn't have a brother who I could go do fun things with and my parents couldn't take me to do fun kid things all the time because they had to look after him and so there's that so that's obviously like this big thing that drives me fully but I guess similarly my, I was fortunate enough my dad sent me to a private school and so I was always around people whose parents were doing well for themselves I saw what it was like to have a rich life right not just rich in money but also rich in experiences and um, I was very I'm very grateful for that and so naturally as well my school was very very pushy like academically and so everyone was like wanting to go to Oxford or Cambridge which are the two best universities in England and um, they were all like we had to get A's if you didn't get an A in the in the subject that you wanted to do for your final two years in school you got kicked out right Right. and so I was so so driven the whole time and so yeah I guess that's where it comes from now people often hear that story and think that I maybe like had parents who were like whipping me into line 
honestly it was the exact opposite like my parents were so chilled and laid back that I also think it was like I was forced to be independent and I was forced to decide like if I wanted to make the most of my life and the opportunities that I had or not and so I guess it's funny because I was an absolute nightmare in school like I was so naughty you wouldn't think that I would like be where I am at right now I'd be the one who was like shouting out in class like I would always get kicked out of class had detentions like I never got suspended or kicked out or anything I was just so naughty and so I think like I just realized one day I was like oh my god if I don't start actually like behaving in school and if I don't start trying to do well in my exams then I'm not gonna be able to go to university and so because my school was so pushy for us to go to university I was just like I need to go so yeah long story short I ended up like whipping myself into line and here we are today well I think that rebellious the rebellious is probably still in you it's just more controlled because I find that everyone I meet who's playing outside of the lines of the average life or the safe life or what most people Mm. are doing are like have a rebellious streak in them they don't mind causing a little bit of trouble Uh, oh my god you have to you have to be okay with that yeah, like, I literally am the queen of blagging. Like, I can blag my way to anything. So, for example, like, when I go on a flight, I've blagged my way to an upgrade so many times. That's like, That's <laughs> just, like, hotels. That's salesmanship like that. as well. Yeah, oh, my God, absolutely. Like, I genuinely think that salesmanship and blagging pretty much the same thing like I do not care if I make a fool of myself and I think that's come from uh, yeah from when I didn't care about getting kicked out of school it probably like I genuinely think it is the same thing it's like this this lack of fear of of, uh, embarrassment yeah I love that 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 actually leads me perfectly into this idea of I'm going to say positioning and persuasion and something that I'm really really obsessed with is why do we follow some people I watch a lot of Elon Musk and I watch a lot of um, Steve Jobs speak on stage because I'm obsessed with always studying how they, I share this with the students all the time. I think this is the number one skill you can actually learn, in my opinion. And most online entrepreneurs who are killing it, selling a product, building a personal brand, have this, whether they were self-taught or whether they just figured it out and they don't even know they figured it out, is how do you get someone to do something when you ask them to? That includes sell, follow, like, comment. Why do some people struggle with this? They produce content and they don't build a following. No one seems to resonate with anything. And even if they're targeting the right niche and they did the research and they found all the titles and all the topics that their niche is researching and they put it out there, what do you think is, and I got my own answer for it, but what do you think is one of the biggest, I'm sure you see this. Why do some people build a following through the persuasion and positioning of I'm an expert and you want to listen to me just like you do to upgrade a first class flight? I do the same stuff. Like, it's (laughs) like, what, how do I get my, why do some people get their way and some don't? Yeah. So if you'd asked me this question like a year ago or maybe before that, my answer would have been authenticity and it would have been me telling you that it's all about being authentic. Um, and that's honestly truly like what I believed. And I probably would have also said it's due to how attractive you are. Like, cause that's what it's I was in the answer. fitness cool. industry. So that's what I thought it was all about. Sure. Now having studied storytelling, having become obsessed like you with studying people who are just the greats, like no matter what industry they're in, I'm similar. I like to obviously learn about people who have been extremely successful entrepreneurs. What are those but I also people? think it's highly about va- who are those people to okay. you? Who are those people to you? So I can maybe oh, share different like, 
Yeah, I mean, Elon Musk, Steve, uh, Steve Jobs, like you said, but also Great. people like Warren Buffett. Um, I don't remember what his name is, but like the founder of Netflix. Um, cool. There's this actually this there's this YouTube channel called Valuetainment. Yeah. And they actually do this thing, which is uh, he, the the guy Gerard. He talks about like the. Um, before they were billionaires so he kind of tells their story and so since I've started seeing like a few of them I've started researching the billionaires themselves and so that's been interesting Um, but yeah like I think it's just I see TED Talks and then I'll find out like this random person and then I'll just like start researching into them another example is like Ed Milet I find him fascinating because he's built such a powerhouse audience and so with that said um, yeah so I now I've been studying storytelling. And so, honestly, I really think it's all about storytelling. I really, really do. I think that it is about telling a story that your audience can connect with. But it's not just that. Because if you're, like, totally relatable and just sharing, like... Let's say today I had three clients ask for refunds because they thought that my coaching was terrible. Let's just say that happened. Like, (laughs) if I shared that today that probably wouldn't help me get any more clients today, right? Mm. But like, and, and followers. In fact, it would probably get people to unfollow me because they probably think, oh, this girl obviously is incredible. Sure. However, if I share a story about how three months ago I lost one client because my mentorship program wasn't delivering, but since then I've changed this, this, and this, and right. here's what I learned, it totally turns everything on its head. So you're being relatable, you're right. sharing your downfalls, but you're also sharing what you learned from it. And not only that, you're sharing what other people can learn from it too so I'm all about telling stories which people can have a lesson from now oftentimes you'll see on social media people are just providing with value 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 and like value is everything I fully fully um agree but I also think there's a case of like you can't just say okay here's three tips to get your next client today because people then don't see you as a person they just see you as someone who's like sharing information and they just see it as an article like they don't see you they just see the information and so when people just see the information then unfortunately they don't connect with you as a human being which is why I really think it's so important to weave a story into this and so yeah I mean I think that Uh, storytelling is key and just making sure that your stories can connect with your audience so that your content isn't just about like here's three tips for this it's literally like honestly I mean it's crazy if anyone listening to this right now when you start committing to actually posting a piece of content every single day yeah. let's pick Instagram let's say every day you're going to do a long form Instagram caption for the next 10 days and in all of them you tell a story but it's not just like a boring story it has to be a story that shares value so you could literally be like three months ago I quit my job um, and then you could talk about like how unhappy you were and this this and this like feelings and emotions like you always need to use feelings and emotions and then you can basically talk about like the transformation so since I quit that job I've managed to this this and this um, and here's what I've learned along the way and if you kind of do it in that sense and follow that kind of framework like I made this framework and it's like I think it's P-A-S-T-O. So it's like problem, then that's the first P. And then, oh, actually, before all of that, you need to know who your audience is, which is people, right? So it's P-P-A-S-T-O. So it's like, who are your people? Who are your idle clients? You need to have them in mind the whole time. Next up, what's the problem that they're going through? Okay, so once you figure out what the problem they're going through is, then there's that. S is the story. So what's the story where you had the same problem that the people have right now? 
Um, T is like a testimonial. So this could obviously be like your personal testimonial and your personal transformation, or it can be a testimonial of one of your clients. Uh, P-A-S-T, uh, O, and then O is like the offer, the call to action. Uh, so, so like that's a really great way. Like that's an awesome framework that I use. And um, I don't always like think about it every single time I tell a story, but it's always important to be able to, yeah, like. It becomes second that. nature. Oh. He, I missed out the A. A is aggravate. Aggravate the problem. Perfect. I, ampl- amplify. Like, 100%. I like to say amplify. Yeah, so, uh, sorry, my bad. But <laughs> there's that. So that's something that I think is so important. Like, so in response to your question, just to sum up, I think that the reason why some people fail is because they focus on these on pers- like impersonal things they don't share their flaws they don't share lessons they don't tell a story and they also have rubbish photos and they think that posting right. a photo of their cup of coffee right. is going to be right. what gives them like engagement Good. and also another thing is like they don't engage like they don't engage I actively comment on at least 30 people's posts a day like right. I'm, I'm not exaggerating like I actively do that I used to comment on other influencers I still do that now like let's say Gary V uploads within in two minutes I make a long comment because that helps that right. helps you because then people are more likely to like your comment on his post sure. but like if I I actively go and comment on my ideal clients photos every day and I do 30 people a day um, and yeah it works of course so awesome you you mentioned one thing and I just want to shine just one light on one thing because we all started and correct me if I'm wrong I feel like we all started like I've done shitty photo posts back in the day too like here's my mug here's my dog look at hey I'm like on the train like I didn't understand I didn't get it and I'm sure we were all there at one point so if you're listening and you're like maybe my stuff's I'm I'm huge on being like a realist and looking at you know what this might not be perfect yet it's not gonna withhold me from posting something but I Mm -hmm. try to take one thing away from every episode I'll re-listen how could I make it a little bit better every video how could I make it a little bit better what could I fix Every time someone goes through a course, I'm sure you do this as well. Hey, what could have been better in the course? So I feel like I'm sure you share that whether you're conscious of it or not. Just like you following the value of entertainment and obsessively studying and seeing how you can get better and better at your storytelling and just get better. So I would say start with what you have and keep applying the tools like Lauren shared and focus on getting that 1% better because it will turn you into a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, like, oftentimes when people hear us have a conversation like this, they're then like, oh, my God, I need to go do all these things, yeah, and they don't do thing. anything. It's like, just literally do one thing at a time. And, like, honestly, I think the best thing that they could do to, starting today is for the next 10 days, make a long-form post onto your Instagram every single day. Beautiful. And it will be insane how much you improve between now and the end of the 10 days. Beautiful. And the cool thing is like it becomes habitual. Um, and so when it comes to building an audience, like people want to see, they want they want you to be consistent. They want to be able to come back for more. And so that's absolutely fundamental and it will be really, really Beautiful. beneficial for them. But just make sure you're sharing value. Just make sure you're not being like, oh yeah, so today I woke up at six and then 100%. I went to the gym. And then after that, I hustled until midnight. And, like, people don't care. They don't. They literally do not care about your life. They care about their life and what you can teach them. I and think, that is so key. I think we see influencers or people who've been doing a long time doing vlog, and we think vlogging is going to be the best way. But literally nobody 
care. Start with content. Start with value. Start with content pieces that are searchable. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. are looking for. Start with that, and maybe one day exactly. you can do Gary V vlogs because you'll have you'll be a oh my god, yeah. And people want to get to know you. I lit. That's so funny. Oh my god, we are so on the same page because on Tuesday I uploaded a YouTube video talking about how to start a YouTube channel, and I was like giving them three tips, and in brackets in my title I said, "Don't start with vlogs." That's funny. Hundred <laughs> percent agree, and I see it all the time. Only because we. We see, or I'll see, and, and maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but I see someone who will, we reverse engineer someone's 10-year success, and we're trying to launch by copying where they are at 10 years, when we don't understand yeah, that yeah. they started with one pro- product, one program, they may have 10 or 15 by now, and they have masterminds, and they have speaking, they have all this stuff going on, but find one, start with one or two channels, commit to getting better, you will surely get there, uh, 100%. Back to a little bit of personal, and I'll kind of bounce between the two, because I I feel like this is really going to serve some people here, is you're 22, successful, driven, you get it, you're doing it. I'm sure you have clients who are 40, 50, maybe older, um, asking Lauren, can you help me with my business, or can you help me with my mindset, can you help me in some way? Do you ever feel, or do you ever have people tell you, or do you ever have these moments that and where this is coming from is it's not an age thing it's people say I don't have enough experience yet I don't feel like I'm gonna feel like a fraud if I'm you know I maybe I should go to school get another certificate maybe I should put four more years in why should I call myself an expert and why should I put myself out there um which you have obviously figured out you're great at positioning you're very good at what you do and you've given yourself permission to say I'm Lauren Tegner and I'm an expert and I'm going to help you. Any advice on overcoming, I guess imposter syndrome is thrown around a lot. Any advice or anything that you've gone through to maybe help others who are going, regardless of their age, that's not the point, but of their, what they feel, their experiences. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Let's say there was a brain surgeon and a heart surgeon, right? Someone goes into hospital, like, okay, so let's, let's be honest, like, if you're... Actually, let's do it this way. A lung surgeon and a brain surgeon. Okay. okay. So if you were to decide between the two, like, who do you think's an expert? I would say the brain surgeon. Sure. Like, I don't know about you. Sure. Even though sure. they're both experts, obviously, but, like, out of the two, I would say, like, the brain surgeon is the biggest expert. Sure. Now, here's the thing. Someone gets rushed into hospital. They have their lungs are filling up with fluid. Like, in that situation, the brain surgeon is not the expert. So here's the thing, right? Like, let's say you've been through something right now. You have just... Let's say you're you're someone who has... You were obese, or you were just overweight. You lost weight, you got buff, and... But you didn't get, like, super shredded or fit or healthy. You just got in, like, good shape. You were healthy, right? And you didn't do anything insane. You You just got fit and healthy, and you figured out how to live... A healthy sustainable lifestyle okay well for somebody who is struggling to live a sustainable healthy lifestyle you are an expert to them because you figured it out and so so often I think people think that they have to be a brain surgeon they have to be the equivalent of a brain surgeon when it comes to expertise in order to become someone who is credible and who's an authority but it's just not the case you just need to be a few steps of somebody else in order to help them and honestly I think that's actually a better position to be in because I don't know about you but let's just say I let's say I really really wanted to I don't know I, I wanted to get good at running a marathon if I was to get trained by the 
fastest person in the world who can run a marathon, I'd be intimidated. I wouldn't want to go to the training because I'd be put off because I think it'd be too intense. I'd rather go with, I'd rather have someone train me who is good at what they do for sure, but who's just a pretty average marathon runner who can get through a marathon, but who knows how to do it while living a sustainable and healthy lifestyle. Because realistically, like the one who's the expert marathon runner, who's like the best in the world, they dedicate their life to it. Like I'm not at the stage where I want to dedicate my life to that. I just want to be able to do it along with running my business. So I'd rather have someone who focuses on helping business owners learn how to run a marathon so I really think that so often people think they need to be the best they think they need to have all of this experience but you just need to have your experience and just be a few steps ahead of somebody else I really think that that's something that people need to hear now honestly like when it comes to people who are like older than me asking me for information it happens all the time but here's the thing I'm 22 years old I have grown up with social media like I would say that my age group honestly are probably the best people to come to when it comes to help when it comes to like social media personal branding and all that because here's like unless of course you want to become like a published author and that's how you want to build your personal brand like well, I don't ha- I don't know how to do that but when it comes to building a brand on social media and dominating that I've grown up with it like I literally have had Instagram since I was so so young and now I've been doing this for over five years yeah. and so I think in a lot of industries in order to become a manager you probably only have to be doing it for like five years maybe less and so uh, yeah I mean when people get concerned I think that that analogy is something that can really really help them honestly I have uh, I've kind of the only time that I've really felt imposter syndrome was when I went to Grant Cardone's office and I was interviewing Elena Cardone for my podcast yeah and like that was that's the only time I felt it I just felt really like out of my depth and then you stepped second, into I it. Like, yeah, I was like, as I was sat there interviewing her, I was getting really hot and sweaty, and I've suffered <laughs> with, um, I've actually suffered with uh, panic attacks mm. for a lot of my life, and so I was like, oh my, because I then began to fear that I was wow. going to have a panic attack. I was like, no, Lauren, come on, calm yourself down now. You are, you are here right now. You deserve to be here. Your podcast was ranked as number nine in the world by Nasdaq. Like right. that's why you're here right now. You Amazing. deserve to be here. So many people are listening to this show, and so. Then I was like, okay, let's just bring myself back to reality. Let's remember how many lives this is impacting right now. And let's just do this. And I got through it. Admittedly, like, I've listened to it back. It wasn't the best I've ever performed. Hey, Elena will probably do that to you, though. Like, Elena's a a, a boss. 100%. 100%. Exactly, yeah, for sure. And here's here's another thing. Like, I, again, I, I guess this was actually maybe due to my age. Like, um, I mean, interesting fact about me, and maybe some people listening to this can relate, but when I was at school, like, I was always, I hate this term, but I was always friends with the popular people, right? But then when there was girls, like, a couple years older than me, I was always, like, so intimidated by them. I was so intimidated by them. And I don't know why, like, if they were, like, pretty girls, I just wanted to press them like I that's kind of how I was in school and um and so it was obviously and now I know it's because I was insecure but when it came when it comes to I still get this now like sometimes when I'm around women who I suppose are powerful women I can sometimes feel a bit intimidated now it never happens with men I don't know what it is it's just how I am and so I think it's so important 
this is what I wanted to say. It's like for anyone out there who's listening to this right now, self-awareness is the most powerful thing because then you can prepare in advance. And so I was kind of, I was kind of, I kind of thought that this might happen. So I just prepared myself beforehand and I was like, this could happen, Lauren. And it did. And then, so yeah, I mean, it's just something to be aware of and something to be mindful of and it can help you make sure that you put yourself in the best position possible. So awesome. So awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's a vulnerability. I think if, if one or two years ago when you said authenticity, I feel like you have to have that. It's not everything, but that has to be installed in your toolkit. And that's something you've figured out, you've done, and you do it very well, uh, which is probably a huge reason for where you're at now. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Thank you. Talking about branding. If I asked you, Lauren, what is branding or what is a brand or what is your definition of a brand? There's so many different definitions of it out there. What is your take on it? Because you've been doing this so long. You teach it. I'd say you're probably one of the best at it. What's, what is branding? I need help branding. What's branding? This. It's all about people, problems, and products. That's what I would say. Three Ps. I think it's pretty simple when you think about it in that sense. It's like, who are your people? that you're trying to get in front of what are the problems of those people that you're overcoming and then what products are you going to create in order to solve those problems and once you've nailed that you literally have your business in a box (laughs) and it can be as simple as that I think as well obviously it's your messaging it's how you portray things and it's how you position yourself so I guess it's four P's people problems products positioning Positioning. and uh, yeah like how do you show up do you and when it comes to positioning it's like not being a maybe a fifth P polarizing like you got you have to take a strong stance on some on some different uh thing so here's a great example like we've mentioned Gary Vee earlier everyone who's listening to this probably knows who he is so he swears all the time right yeah. like that's a part of his brand personally 100%. I don't like to, I don't like to swear like it's just I don't I think that for some people it can be off-putting so I don't want to put those people off but he doesn't care he doesn't mind because he doesn't want to attract the people that are sure. off by that because he probably thinks that they're well he probably just thinks that they're <laughs> I'm gonna have to swear in order to say the word <laughs> But he, he probably just yeah you see what I mean like he yeah, just thinks they're, they're stupid or whatever yeah, like, yeah, yeah. or whatever so um, yeah I think it's just honestly it's down to all these different things right. and it's just down to your message your story and yeah I always come back to storytelling because I think storytelling it can be seen as something that's super like woo woo and here's the thing right I'm all about helping people make money and so when I say like oh let's talk about storytelling they're kind of thinking like, oh, there's this little girl talking about storytelling. How cute. Right. But like, when you actually master storytelling, it's going to help you literally increase your income rapidly. Yeah, and I think that that's, yeah, I think that's one of like the kind of uh, secrets of branding I and building that. a business. I love that. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, that, really answers, that really answers that first question of why do some people, they make a post and they sell their product out. Well, that's a makeup line. I was reading about that. What's her name? The youngest billionaire, 21, um, the makeup line. Uh, Kylie Gen- Jenner. Yeah, I'm reading, I'm reading her thing here uh, this morning because it just popped up on my feed of the world's youngest billionaire, 21 or 22 years old or whatever. Um, am I right? 21 or 23? She's 20. my age. Yeah. 20. Honestly, I don't watch any of that stuff, but um, yeah, I think that was pretty cool. That so I'm studying that. it because why does she sell her products? She's got this makeup, 29 bucks. Like what makes it that different? than 
someone else. So someone has a program, a fitness program. Someone's killing it. They're selling it. It's an inferior product. Someone has spent four years developing a perfect fitness product, and they can't sell a single one of it. And it literally comes down. You mentioned five Ps. I'm going to get a write-up from you about that, and I'm going to throw it in the article for this thing because I think those five Ps actually nail it. And if you yeah. can nail those five Ps, you're going to have no problem having a wait list for your whatever it is, fitness. I don't care what kind of program you have. Uh, but if you miss the mark and you miss the storytelling and you miss the positioning, you're going to have a hard time selling much of anything because no one's going to see you as they don't want it. They don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, I couldn't okay. agree more. I think that that's really what it boils down to. Obviously, once you like, you have to have the foundations before you build a house. Like Love people that. always focus on creating the chimney yeah, yeah. <laughs> before yeah. they even know yeah. the foundations. Yeah. And like, it's so funny because obviously I started out in the fitness industry, so I always it, I find that like everything fitness and business is so similar. Like it's just when I was helping people build their body and like their mindset, they would always try and focus on like the tiny one percent, yeah. like. They wanted yep. to know what supplements they needed to take, but they didn't even understand what calorie balance was. So they didn't know how to maintain their body shape. And so they didn't nail the fundamentals before they, like they needed to nail the fundamentals and get them consistently and make it really that a part of their life before they could do all these other things. And like, that's exactly that. the same in business. Like why the hell are you trying to create the most optimal <laughs> automation sequence for your email list when you don't even know what problem you're trying to help right. them overcome and here's the thing like I literally went through this and that's why I'm so so passionate about helping people not do that because like I didn't have a clue like what right. problem I was overcoming right. and honestly like only really in the past six months have I really got crystal clear on exactly what I'm helping people achieve Good. and um, and ever since then my income has exponentially increased and so has the income of my clients and so, so it's funny. just a win-win our so story is like it's in, it's actually ridiculously incredibly similar and I could share I won't talk but I could probably share almost the same story on my end I now spend four weeks before we even start creating a piece of content for someone they can practice content but before we even get serious about building any infrastructure or online assets we spend four weeks they get upset sometimes they're like I'm done I'm ready to move on and I'm like no we're going to spend one more week on getting the foundation built problems the person like we literally dial that in until they're almost in tears of like I'm done but I want them to know like it's the back of their hands so every time they think about creating anything from program to content they know their people from the inside out and if you can know that and the problem you're solving the the internet I say becomes your playground like you can literally create things that people want over and over exactly yeah and honestly before any of that I think it's like mindset you need to be you need Beautiful. to have a mindset that is built for being an entrepreneur because Beautiful. here's the thing like if you have a bad money mindset if you have a bad mindset when it comes to like work ethic if anything is wrong with your mindset and for sure like everyone has problems with mindset or any at any stage of their life no matter Absolutely. how successful they are but if you don't I guess I think when it comes to mindset like let's say you let's say you're someone who gets angry pretty easily like your goal isn't to like re fully get rid of the anger it's to reduce the length of time that you're Perfect. angry for and so I think when it comes to mindset like you just need to make sure that you're minimizing your and mindset you already mentioned so it me, self-awareness yeah, yeah. 100% exactly for sure and that's it right and so before any of that mindset and again it's another fluffy topic but it's a topic that can't be forgotten beautiful I love that I love that awareness honestly awareness is like the more you can look yourself in the mirror and say what are my 
where are my shortcomings? I have many of them. As much as I hate to admit some of them, I have many. But I think having oh, a list good, of them yeah. and just knowing when it's like, oh wait, I'm this is this is a problem of mine. Let me just navigate this water that I'm going through right now, and just be aware that this is not my strong suit. Um, and just let's not, you know, let's not close mindedly approach things just thinking that it's not a problem when it really is yeah no i couldn't agree more i think yeah self-awareness is so key it's like i know for sure that i can be very like short and blunt and so this is why i every single time i write an email i kind of stop i pause i breathe and i'm like okay we don't want to portray the wrong message here a great example is like i know that with my boyfriend i can be super short and blunt but i don't mean to be like i'm sending it i'm sending this message or like talking to him with love right like it's just how i am like i'm to the point i want to get things done and it's just me like to me that's the most productive way of communicating but to other people they don't receive it in that way so I'm very aware of like myself and also how other people perceive me and only have I become like this through time but just because I'm aware of it doesn't mean that I'm perfect like it still means that I know that when I'm wrong like it basically means that I know that when I'm doing something that is like quote unquote bad I know that it's happening Great. and it means that I can course correct. And so, yeah, that's just my, my insight on that. So good. So awesome. So awesome. I like to wrap things up with one question that I know I'm just going to cut throw at you, but if you were given, I always say where you're at right now, usually the people I'm interviewing, they're like, you know, they've either been making mistakes for the last 20 years. And I'm like, okay, from all them, from where you are right now, what could you have told your younger self? of like, hey, here's one or two solid piece of advice, solid tips, not to do with business, not to do with branding. It can be. I'm just talking about the overall picture. What would be if you could talk to 18 or 16 or 14-year-olds, Lauren, and be like, Lauren, here's one thing I want to pass on. Here's one thing I want to give you to remember. What would that, and you're a minute or two of silence, I'm cool with, don't matter to me. What would an answer to that be? Or what would what would be your one golden piece of advice you'd love to hand down I've got it I've already got it yeah. it's that you don't need to go to college or university to be successful unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer I love that it's so important for people to hear and uh, I think any parents who are listening to this right now like if you have kids <laughs> please don't try and push them to go to college or university just because you think it's what they need. You really don't. I went and um, I made some friends. I'm not really that good friends with any of them anymore. A couple of them. So it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. So that's what I want to share. That's really what I want to share. Um, And yeah, I mean, again, like people don't agree with me, but here's the thing. Like it's what I have found to be true. And so that's that's why I'm passionate about and it. And there's a there's a P in there as well. It's polarizing. Exactly. That's what Own I was it. thinking as I said it. Yeah. Own exactly. If, yeah. If people want to find you and learn a little bit more about branding or a little bit more about what it is you do or your story or and I suggest that anyone, I think your content is actually value packed. Uh, there are a lot of Instagram. You probably hate this word. Maybe maybe you don't. But influencers. But I'm going to use it because we understand what that means. That literally post. It's just, it's not interesting. I'm just like, all right. Yeah, yeah, next. I know. <laughs> but I remember kind of getting ready and I'm looking through your stuff and I'm like, every post, there's value. I think anyone can learn um, no matter what area, even if you're not building a business. I think you share really valuable stuff. And I, I mean that. I'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast. If someone wants to 
go into your world and into your head and see your story and what it is you do, where's the best place they can find you? And I'm going to have the links in the description uh, on the podcast article here. Yeah, no, for sure. So I guess we're listening to a podcast right now. So they can listen to my podcast, which is called Impact School. If they are a fitness coach, I have a fitness coach specific podcast. So this is for a few people, but it's called Business Meets Fitness. Awesome. But then on Instagram, I'm just Lauren Tickner, which is my username. And so, yeah, like I like to do long form captions on there where I share a lot of value. I also do it on my stories as well. Um, and then I do have a YouTube channel again where I share a lot of value. Um, and so, that is me that's that's what I'm all about and uh, they can come join the party if they do it'd be really cool if like they could take a screenshot of this right now and tag us both so Please. that I can see that they've come from you and uh, then obviously that will go straight into both of our DMs and then we can start a conversation so how happy cool. does that make you when you create work and I'm, I think this is the best part of what it is we do or anyone providing value and offering a service and doing stuff online is when you get like you get tagged in a podcast of like, oh my God, this podcast, I don't care if I'm getting paid or not. To be honest with you, if the message comes from someone who just paid me five grand of you completely changed my life or the message comes from someone from around the world who listened to an episode and implemented and got results, it makes me just as happy. I'm sure oh you Oh my agree. gosh. Yes, it's amazing. And like, it's cool if they're like, this is what I learned. Like they take one specific thing totally. and they're like, go, they tell their audience to listen to it. Even if they know their audience isn't a bunch of coaches or people who are trying to build a business, like it's still so that. cool. So yeah, I'd really, really appreciate it if they could go do that. And also, yeah, go subscribe to my podcast, Impact School. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have all the links for your stuff. I'll get all the links from you uh, right after. After we finish talking, Lauren, thanks so much. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Appreciate it. All right. So as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.